Welcome to the Game Pass Guru Podcast, where we're like a video game rental service, except you don't have to return us after a few days. Don't worry, we won't charge you any late fees if you fall asleep mid-episode. Now here are your hosts, Sebastian Molden and Roger Reichert. What's up everybody, welcome to the Game Pass Guru Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. I guess we'll just like start naming them like that, I don't know, but anyways. Is this, the- wait, is this 3 or 4? Oh, is this four? This See, is I'm four, losing I track. Think. I know. I think it's four. I think it's four. I'm Man. sorry. I, I, I cut you off, but I think no, it's four. Tom, <laughs> Tom is flying by. I like this. I like this. All right, so this is four, man. I can't count, um, evidently. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode will be episode three from now on. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, you know, let's do take two, everybody. Welcome to the Game Pass Guru Podcast, <laughs> the premier podcast that dives into the library of Xbox Game Pass games and lets you know which ones you should definitely check out. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Sebastian Malden, and joining me today is the guy who can count, you know, evidently, <laughs> you know, the guy who can count. <laughs> my, you know, my master chief that keeps me in line mm, whenever I mm, go out of line, evidently. Yeah. He is Mr. Podcast himself. Roger, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm well. The only reason I know this is number four is because I have a folder structure that says episode one, episode two, episode that's three, <laughs> episode four. So I was just editing episode three not too long ago. So that's why I know. Otherwise... I would have been like, this is the first episode, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's been a fun week in, in gaming and it's yeah, a fun time. It's crazy. Um, yeah. No, I, even though like I wouldn't necessarily say it's been stacked on the Xbox side of things. It's been some fun to be had on the console, too. Yeah. You know, like I know everyone's knee deep in the the switch world for the for like the foreseeable future but xbox has had a couple of quiet bangers that i think people should definitely check out what what have you been playing lately uh well i've been playing the game that you suggested last week and that's crimson skies oh. um so i gave it a go okay it was rough right i wasn't a fan I can so understand. I'll, I'll so the the premise for those that haven't played the game, it's an older game, first of all, right? I think it came out in 2003, something like that, maybe 2000, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Uh, and the premise is that you are a pilot of this plane. Uh, it's like it's like it's like air pirates, right? And you are kind of an air pirate, not kind of you are an air pirate. Uh, and there's different factions that fight against each other and they're trying to get resources. And um, the world's a corrupt world. Uh, everything's up in the sky now. All these organizations, like, pay, pretty much, like, you know, like, used up the earth as much as they could. And now they're taking it to the skies. And, like, so there's there's conflicts between these different factions. Uh, and you are in the midst of it. And huh. um, and then, so the gameplay itself is that, you know, you are in this plane and uh, you fly around. And um, it's kind of... I'm, I'm going to say open world. It's open world in in the sense of that it's open in that in that area that you're playing in, right? Um but what's interesting about this game is that you uh there's missions. Um so when you get to an area there's like question I don't want to say question marks, but there's stars in a different area and those are basically missions that you can go on in the area. And then oh. you can pick up different missions and do those different missions. Some of them are like escort missions, like some some like friend of yours might be like, oh, oh no, like these pirates are trying to take me out. And then you have to take them out uh, to help your friend. 
uh, which will get you money. The whole premise is that it looks like you're supposed to just get money. Um, and then there's like the main mission. So those are a lot of side quests. Um, it's weird how they're set that up because when you fly into the area, you have to fly close to where the where the side quest mission givers are and then hit mm -hmm. X. Uh, so that's oh, wow. Strange. Um, it's, it that works is okay. very much like an old, old kind of like game style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that you can do is uh, so you fly around in planes. You can also land your plane and pick up a different plane. Like you can find other planes. I didn't quite understand how that all works because I'm like, this is my plane, <laughs> but now I have somebody else's plane. It's weird. Um, and then not just flying, but sometimes you're in turret guns and then you have to protect an area like enemies are coming in and you have to shoot them down. Um, I think I owe you a apology, early... man, because this, no, this no, 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 great experience. <laughs> uh, there's, there were some things I liked about it. Like I liked the idea that they tried something unique with the whole mission giving in, in, in like an aircraft type battle system. Right. And really like. The other cool thing that that I try, I just want to see like what would happen. I just started attacking other blimps. So those are big blimps that are flying around too, and okay. I was just like, oh, what happens if I just attack them? And you can, uh, <laughs> and they when they explode, they drop all this money, and then you just fly through and collect all this money, which didn't really work very well because like the money is parachuting down, and you're trying to, you know, maneuver around and try to catch it. Um, you also have, I should say, in your plane. You have missiles, which are limited, but then you also have bullets like your your uh, machine gun on your on your on your. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it was kind of hard to maneuver and hit the enemies like there was no lock on mechanism uh, for any of the even the missiles. Like if you got close oh, enough, it rough. locked on. But if you're too far away, they didn't lock on. But there was no like lock on mechanism of like, oh, I'm gonna lock on this enemy and kind of follow them around uh because it's an older game it's a little muddy right like the graphics are mm -hmm. just muddy like they're just not as clean as they are now i think i think all that would have been forgiven but the character you play is not a good person like oh like at all no because <laughs> it starts off with like and i i think this is very like late 90s, early 2000s. He's kind of a scoundrel type character. I, I know what they're oh. trying to go for, but the first opening scene is like, basically you're in bed with this woman uh, oh, okay. and she's half naked, uh, but you don't see anything. She's just like covered up, right? And this guy comes walking in. He's like, ha ha, I caught you with your pants down basically and I'm going to steal your plane. And the, and the guy's like, uh, I'll be back lady or... I hope I was a gentleman last night. And then you jump in a plane and go after him. And I'm like, <laughs> or you jump on his plane and go after him. But this is all cinematographic. Like you don't are not actually playing that. Oh. Uh, and then you get your plane back. And then like, that's one of the factions that you're fighting against is like these um, like French type characters that you're fighting. It's like, not French. They're like Louisiane, like Cajun, I guess is the word. I was oh, looking okay. For. Um, it's a weird game, but yeah, like, and I think I didn't, I should have looked this up. I wasn't quite sure. I think the voice actor that does the main character is also the same voice actor that did uh, Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones games, like the LucasArts games. 
uh, the Infernal oh. Machine and all those because it sounded very I heard much those the were same. Rough. Uh, I heard Infernal those Machine, were rough. they're okay. Like um, the uh, the Atlantis one, um, can't think of what it's called. I like that one, and actually, the Infernal Machine wasn't bad. Um, okay, this game was rough though. Like <laughs> I imagine, uh, it sounds rough. It really does. It sounds and, rough. And there was like I was like, okay, so we go on this mission, and then it just felt like all the things were the same. Like you were just kind of flying mm. around, and and I didn't feel like it. It didn't. This is the like I'm not one to be like, oh, graphics are so important, blah blah blah. But when I'm flying around and it's hard to like maneuver my plane, and there's like things popping up that I'm like trying to maneuver around. Um, but because of the lag, the latency, like I wasn't able to maneuver as fast because <laughs> like my brain doesn't think that way anymore. Right. Like, I think if mm-hmm. I played this game back in 2000s, I would have been OK with it because my my mind had been like, this is how you have to adapt your your gameplay based on like the latency. But because latency is not as big of an issue now in games. Right. And like you can do last minute turns and like, oh, wow, look at that. So my mind thinks now and I can't. You can't un. You have to train your mind to be like. You have to play differently. It's the same thing with Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart. Uh, I can't play that game anymore because my mind is so attached to Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and oh, yeah, how I sure. respond to that. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't play Super Mario Kart anymore, even though I loved Super Mario Kart when I was a kid and I was able to play that uh, kid high school. Uh, I played that. I mean, <laughs> I played that a lot and I was really good at it, but n- I can't anymore. So anyway, no, nah, nah, deluxe is a different beast. It, it is. And it, it's, it's like, it's so fluid, fast paced. Yeah. The, the items there are like yeah. so different. It's yeah. It's, it's almost like you were speaking a different language and you've yes. been out of that country for so long. And yes. It's like hard going back into that. Yeah. And getting yeah. Into the groove of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. That's an interesting. Um, it's a interesting review there that you you gave of that game because like <laughs> I it really is because it's like it's one of those things where I'm like you're saying all that and I was like yeah I can see that easily can see that <laughs> check 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 and I was just like that was not a good that was not a good like suggestion by me <laughs> this no week. no it was I mean you know it's funny when I was playing it though I was thinking to myself oh. Well, that was the other thing. I think they tw- they there was an interesting time in games too, where I think, and it was not it's not like we don't do this now, but like they really try to make it look like this is a movie, right? Like it felt very much like you're playing a movie. Oh yeah, I'm not, not yeah, saying I actually that we- like that though, to be honest. Yeah, for, I do too. It made me wonder though, like why don't they remake this game? Because I feel like they could, they could oh, remake. You, would this you game. want that? I think if it was remade. With modern engines, mm-hmm. uh, I think it could be a cool concept, actually, oh. with a different character. Like, I just, this <laughs> character is not redeemable. Like, the moment, like, he started playing, I'm just like, this guy's not even, like, I don't like this character. He's not, he doesn't seem like a good guy. There's no redeeming qualities of him except for the fact that he leads this group of bandits and they're all like, what are we going to do, boss? Like, <laughs> It He's sounds like really they were trying character. to make their own like Jack Sparrow kind of. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I, I felt very much like Indiana Jones versus meets like Jack Sparrow kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, very like like, I don't know, like they were trying to go for a lovable scoundrel. Yeah. A yeah. Bit. Lovable yeah. scoundrel. But he wasn't lovable. 
it just wasn't a redeemable character. And it and right off the bat, I'm like, this character is not fun to play because he's not he's that. not first of all, not relatable. And secondly, very much of his time back in the mm-hmm. early 2000s, <laughs> like, right? So if they were going to remake this game, I feel like they could. I think they would have to come up with new characters. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Come up with new characters, maybe a new, like, antagonist as well. Doesn't really yeah. sound like they actually nailed it out of the park with that aspect either. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a lot of a lot of adjusting all the way around would almost to the point to where you would almost ask yourself, just should we just do a new IP at that point? Yeah, you right, know? right. Did they ever come up with another Crimson Skies? Was that the only one that they had? I, I don't I know. have no idea, to be honest. Did you, like, did you I, ever play this game? I played I, I want to say I played a Crimson Skies before, but okay. I can remember okay. if it was this one or not. So okay. I, you know, like. When you were yeah. describing it, I was like, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Okay. I remember yeah. doing somewhat some things like that. But like in 2003, you know, like I, I graduated high school in 2000, like, uh, what is it 2009? So uh, I'm like, uh, I had uh, to be in early teens at that point. I imagine. I oh imagine. my God. You just made me feel old. But thank <laughs> did you. I really? <laughs> Sorry about that. But like, <laughs> it's one of those things to where I was kind of like, I, I was just like, I don't necessarily know if I remember exactly everything about this game. Yeah. 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 It's a weird, it's a weird game. Um, the other game I've been, I dabbled in. I shouldn't say I've been playing a lot. I just started dabbling into it. I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to it or not. This is going to be sacrilegious. I know people okay. really like this game and maybe I'll just play more of it, but cassette beast. Oh man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling cassette beast. <laughs> you like it? I like it, you know, okay. like it's but the the thing is, it's like, I don't are you a Pokemon kind of guy? Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's it's Pokemon, right? But with cassettes uh-huh. and I mean, the music's good. It's weird when I was playing it. There's like dialogue happening and then there's music with lyrics playing over the top of it or under it, I guess. But the mixing is so weird that it like kind of threw me off. I was like, well, this, this music's super loud. Should I be listening to the music and the lyrics or should I be paying attention to the dialogue that's happening, which was actually spoken dialogue? It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like I, I don't know if I like it. I don't know. I, I, I can understand that. It's it, to me, it reminds me a little bit of persona. Like have you played the oh, persona yeah, games? Yeah. Yeah. I can see so, that. So, you know, like how Persona has like uh, they're always have like these over the top kind of like um, soundtracks that they, they yeah. kind of like explore. And then like yeah. they kind of do mix in the the narrative, like whatever's going on with those like soundtrack, big bombastic moments that, you know, like rock in with like a cool jazzy soundtrack or maybe like uh, I think Persona 4 kind of had more like an anime style, like over the top soundtrack. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, this kind of feels like akin to combining a lot of what we liked about uh, Pokemon with a little bit more of the adult nuances of Persona and kind of like, it's a weird mixed bag. I don't think it's for everyone. And I don't think this is like, I think it's a step forward for what we want in like that type of genre, because I do think we've seen a lot of people try to emulate Pokemon and a lot of people try to emulate Persona, but like we've almost hit like an oversaturation point to where like the Pokemon games come out, but they, they don't really uh, besides like you know like um violet and scarlet this past go around like n- the only thing new about that game really was like the open world concept and mm-hmm. the fact that you had three main main storyline quests this kind of feels like 
it's at least trying to maybe push it, push that genre at least more towards the modern era. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to play it some more just because I don't think I gave it enough of a, uh, cause I only played it a little bit earlier today. So I didn't get a chance mm. to play a whole lot of it, but it just didn't pull me in right away. Right. Whereas it's like, eh, I don't know. Like it does have a slow start. It does that. There is there is some elements of mystery to it of like, how did you get here? Where are you? And like, obviously, they know, they kept saying like, oh, yeah, all all castaways when they end up here, like never return home. (laughs) And it's like, okay, Mm. well, there's something weird. Like, is this like, is this did I die? Did I, you know, so there's some questions there that need to be answered. Uh, So there's a little bit of mystery there, which is cool. It just it just didn't like wrote me in right away. And uh, and I'll keep playing it because I because a lot of people like including yourself has been like, oh, this game is so good. I'll I'll keep playing it. <laughs> I so, I think, you know, so the, it's funny. <laughs> the shoe is now on the other foot, Roger. You know, this is how I feel about yeah. Tears of the Kingdom zone right now. You know? I know. As I was saying that, I was like, that's uh, this is how you feel about Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and and I'll and I'll say the same thing that I told you, right? It's okay mm-hmm. to not like a game that everybody else likes, right? Exactly. And it's okay to walk away from it. So, um, but like yourself, like I think you also said this about Tears of the Kingdom. Like, oh, I'm gonna keep playing just to see like what the hype is all about. I kind of want to keep playing to see what the hype's all about. So, I understand, and you know, like for for me and i i i legitimately get into like the indie games of the year because like i i for one i want to show the indie some love and then two like it to me feels like a it, it's like a clean landscape every year there's not mm-hmm. like an expectation of like oh this triple a game is going to come out this year that's already a front runner for a game of the year like indies yeah. all feel like they besides like you know like if a, if like Hades was announced for this year yeah. of course the conversation then shifts but like for the most part like every year an indie game can like any indie game can come out and just be that indie cessation of the year and I I love that Cinderella yeah. story aspect of it it's like yeah but and then I also like look at games like Cassette Beast um I will talk about when we talk about what I've been playing lately. There's another indie game that recently just came out that like, I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. It's like there it's, it's almost that, that like I said, Cinderella story thing of like, I admire what indies do so much. And like you, like you, I kind of want them to get some love there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, that's what I'm. What have What have you been playing? That's what I've been playing. What have you? Been I've been playing? playing your um your game um recommendation oh, yeah. for me this week. I, yeah. I did uh, Ravenlock. Ravenlock, yeah, yeah. And I, I think you know a lot of what you said about <laughs> Crimson Skies kind of applies to this game, except yes. like, except it's like I this is a game that also got off into an extremely slow start. Uh, you go around like. Mm. The first, I would argue, like, 35 minutes to an hour, you're going around doing chores around the house. Like, hey, help your mom, help your dad. Like, we just moved into a new house. Can you pick up some things here or there? Can you unwind the clock? And then it goes, and then it starts to, like, unwind into this Alice in Wonderland, like, story to where, like, oh, Hmm. you've been sucked into a mirror, and now you're in, like, this almost Alice in Wonderland like RPG. Um, and I like the premise. Hmm. I think the premise is cool. I'm also not an Alice in Wonderland fan. 
So yeah. like that story kind of like takes me out of it a little bit. But I think the gameplay is yeah. fun and addicting. It just takes a little bit to actually like get started. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the gameplay is fun, though. Yeah. What is it? What is it like? Is it like um, is it a roguelike? First of all, is it a roguelike? I thought it is it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. And then it's also like, you, um. it has an art style kind of kind of similar to Nino Cooney. Um, oh, okay. to where like you're playing in that you're a 3d modeled um character and you're kind of wandering around and the art the art style is kind of like that it's kind of like a mixture between you know kuni and persona again and then like the gameplay is like uh running you're running around and you're in a hack and slash adventure just okay. like kind of um like devil may cry ish but imagine like okay. more boss fights and such like oh. that but but it it mixes in like a lot of like a lot of the characters and enemies in the game are almost like bloxy kind of like oh. Minecraftian, you know, yeah. so to speak. And I'm yeah. like, it's a really cool mixture of all these art styles. I so I think this is it's a banger game. I think uh, a lot of people should definitely check it out, especially if you like action adventure RPGs. Um, you know, like it's just. It's so crowded right now in the way of gaming, man. Mm. It's so crowded. Yeah. It's hard to get. It's hard. You got to get someone's attention fast and keep it right now. Yeah. What a what a weird, what a weird problem to have. But it's true. Yeah. Like when when I was a kid, and I think we talked about this either on Gamerheads or on on this show. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I, I think we talked about it on Gamerheads when I was a kid. We didn't have that many options, right? So you no. you played a game and then you played it and you played it and played it and played it, right? Especially if it was one that you didn't rent and you're and you said, "Oh, mom and dad, I really want this game," and then they buy it for you and then you're like, "Oh crap, I gotta play it," right? Because like, yeah, you're invested. <laughs> you're invested now, and like that. And if you don't play it, your parents might be like, "Well, that's the last time I'll buy you a game," right? Mm-hmm. And that's partly because. I'm an adult now and I have my own, obviously have my own money. Um, I don't need to go to my parents for money anymore. So I can just like, I have disposable income. I can buy games. and just like, those will sit on my backlog until I'm ready to play them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing because of the fact that we are so like oversaturated of, of games and in having services like uh game pass, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like, you can easily, try a new game but also like yeah fall off of it real quickly right and have no remorse for it and that again that's i don't think that's a bad thing but i also wonder like game like cassette beats or ravenlock like like how do you thrive yeah how do you thrive right if if it's like you're fighting against tons and tons of competition out there a lot of noise right so i don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation it good really for gamers, it, but I'm not yeah. sure good for publishers and developers. So, yeah, it, it's like that's why like first impressions matter so much now, almost yeah. more than ever. It's like, yeah, and we, you know, like, um, we were talking about like the, um, not necessarily you and I, but like different people across the landscape are talking about like the PlayStation showcase that just happened mm-hmm. as of this recording earlier this week. It's mm-hmm. like impressions like those mean a lot you know whether or not you liked the showcase whether or not you didn't like those games are now on a lot of people's radars where like indies like those because a lot of the games featured on that showcase were indie games like 
uh, in like those impressions mean so much to those indie games whereas like yeah. you know a metal gear solid which just appeared on that that showcase like they could have announced that on a random tuesday like three weeks from now and it would have still got a huge pop probably had a hundred uh, like close to maybe 10 million likes or like views all throughout social media and such like that whereas like a little game of like what was it cats of the uh cat or cats of the peribian peribian yeah. or something like that yeah is that the like, new cats quest game that's coming out cat that quest the... yeah like yeah, yeah cat mm-hmm. quest paws of the peribian that's yeah, what it was yeah 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 me it means a lot to that game to be on on that level of a showcase yeah. and it's just like i i you know i almost feel like maybe we need more indie showcases maybe like studios and prs and things need to try to come come together and try to make their own big showcases more so scattered yeah. throughout the year and maybe make some noise like that but you gotta you gotta get like the product in front of us and really impress us right from the get-go yeah it's a weird it's a weird it's also weird like it'll be interesting to see what xbox does later this year with their you know their events too but it is weird to see like sony's event showcase event um when you say showcase you think to yourself they're going to be showing off like sony specific games right their showcase of like here's why you want to buy a playstation 5 i don't know if they made that i don't know if they made that very clear of like why or not clear but like made a good case for why you need to buy a playstation 5 because all those indie games are not just going to playstation they're going to other places too right including xbox game pass so why would i want to outside of maybe play you know spider-man 2 and obviously wolverine that's coming up later on like but they didn't really show anything with that what is the enticement of me buying a playstation 5 when these games are probably going to come to game pass and i can play them for free on game pass like that doesn't make any sense to me when you have a showcase, I, I, it should be yeah. showcasing the games that you are trying to convince people to buy your system for those games that are only available on your system. And we talked about this last week already, but this is where I think Game Pass is the reason why people go to Xbox right now. Because maybe they don't have as many exclusives, although they could. Um, the Game Pass <laughs> they is... Should. Ex- they should, right? Because I mean, of all the studios they want to bought. But yeah. Game Pass is actually, I would say, is a is a... Uh, feature that's one of the reasons why people that's the reason I bought an Xbox same Um, same here I I, you know it it for sure wasn't for no first party game that I was looking forward to I was like (laughs) yeah 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 we'll see what how Starfall uh, what happens with that Starfield yeah Starfall Starfield that's the problem man it's a hard (laughs) it's hard it's hard for a new IP man you gotta like you it's like you got to compete with games that are already been previously named as well yeah. and then like yeah right like star fox i mean starfield yeah. right yeah um mm-hmm. no it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh what xbox does um later this year and a lot of people and i know we're not a playstation podcast but a lot of people did say like well i've seen chatter i shouldn't say a lot of people i've seen chatter on you know the social media saying so they're planning to show something later this year right right and it is weird to think yeah this was their showcase like it wasn't just a state of play it was like playstation showcase showcase of why you need to buy the system <laughs> just didn't it didn't hit yeah i, I actually you know like uh on um, i know i'm the uh, odd man out i really enjoyed a lot of the showcase um mostly because like as an indie guy a lot of the indie games were represented but again like that's you you make a great point there and a lot of people's like 
that's a lot of people's perception of the events like these. I'm like, make me want to buy the big yeah. daddy console. Like, make me want yeah. to play games I can only get right here. Like, yeah. I, you want it to feel like an event as well. Like, you don't want to go to an event that you can go to every single week. You like, you yeah. want to. It's almost like a big blockbuster movie. Like, you, they make those things feel like once in a lifetime type of experiences or once in a year type of experiences. You know, yeah. versus yeah. like. Yeah, versus just a regular movie you can see. Well, and and the other thing is like, I, I first of all, excited that they showcased so many indie games again. But the fact that I don't have to play them on PlayStation, right? Yeah. Like, it's cool that I get to see them. Um, but like, look at Silk Song, for instance. Like Xbox is saying, hey, it's not going to be exclusive, but it's going to be a time exclusive on Game Pass for Silk Song. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's a game that everybody's looking forward to from an indie perspective. And I can play it for free when it comes to Game Pass. Like that's amazing. Like, again, that's the that's the that's the you know value that Game Pass brings to the Xbox uh, that PlayStation's just not doing right now. And, and again, I know they have their own service, but it's just not the same. It's not the same No. And, they, they, you know, like if I was structuring the the service, like um, the service and like showcases like this, I probably would have had like at least one or two of those games saying, hey, the, this game is coming day one to, you know, PlayStation Extra. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, right. A time exclusive. That adds, right. Yeah. That adds a little pizzazz because, I mean, yeah. you I know they just had a time exclusive with Chia, um, which just yeah. came out semi recently. It's just like you kind of have to keep momentum going. And I think yes. that's. One one of the things like you and I kind of like you and I kind of looking at this slate of like what Game Pass games are doing this summer is like we're getting a slew of games. It's just like I don't necessarily know when what are like the big marquee like Game Pass games this yeah. summer. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because I feel like both of them can Xbox is already doing really good, but I feel like they can be doing better and PlayStation isn't even trying. Yeah. Um. Did you play anything else? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kind of went off target there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I played um this the game that, uh, that is a Xbox time exclusive for Game Pass, and that's um, Planet of Lana. Oh, you did. And what did, was your thoughts on it? I love this man. I think this yeah. might be a short contender for Indie of the Year right now. Like wow. it is, it is really good, really yeah. good. Have you heard about this one yet? Uh, I have heard of it. Um, I. Uh, Mike on Gamerheads uh, actually reviewed it for Gamerheads, so um, I have not played it yet. But I know it's on Game Pass now, which now it gives me there's no excuse why I can't play it. In fact, it's funny because w- earlier today when I was deciding what game to play, I w- it was between Planet of Lana and uh, and Cassette Beasts, and I and I I kind of figured you'd be talking about Planet of Lana, so like I didn't go with that game instead of what with Cassette Beasts. Um, that's that's why I went with that one. But I do want to play this game. Yeah, I think you should. I think you made a good decision. Um, But like I actually was going to tell you not to play Planet of Lana, despite how well I like it. And the reason why yeah. is because like, yeah, the crazy thing, I, I don't think I think it's a timing thing. Like, I think mm. you playing a game like this, a heavy puzzle game this close to Zelda is mm. not I, I feel like it's too too much of the same genre because like yeah i know zelda isn't quote unquote like a direct puzzle game but i would argue almost like 65 percent of that game is puzzles you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah With the yeah, shrines for sure, yeah for sure um so i was it's funny yeah i feel like you might be oversaturated with that yeah well it's funny that you say that because the other game i really 
just dabbled in, super dabbled in, was Besieged, which is also mm -hmm. on Game Pass. And that has a lot of building mechanics where you build a structure and then you have to destroy like, you know, like um, little little like buildings that you're like basically besieging uh, like your enemy. Mm -hmm. And when I built stuff, I mean, it was like, oh, you know, oh, Tears of the Kingdom does this better than this exactly. game. Like, <laughs> like and, and it was hard not to make that comparison. I didn't want to. But it was hard not to. I'm like, eh, yeah, this is not like there was pieces where you attach a cannon. And I'm like, OK. And then like I shot the cannon and my cannon went flying off the vehicle. I'm like, well, I would attach that in Zelda and that wouldn't have happened in Zelda. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, and then and then it made me rack my mind. I'm like, what do they want me to do? How do they want me to build this? <laughs> Whereas in Tears of the Kingdom, I'm not I'm not I know it's not a Nintendo podcast, but mm -hmm. They made it so easy when you attach things. It's like eh, we kind of figure what you what you're trying to do, and then like make it happen, right? Versus this besiege is like, yeah, you put the cannon there, and uh, physics wise, that's not going to work. So your tank went flying backwards. I'm like, ah, stop it! I don't understand <laughs> what you want from me. The other thing, I don't know if it. I th I think this game probably plays better on PC than on 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 a console. Um, yeah, because it just feels like a console. Uh, a, I mean, a, a mouse and keyboard type game. We talked about this last week, too, about like how many games uh, that are on Game Pass on the console are also on the computer. And like, do they should they really just be on the computer? And I, I feel like this one was like one of those two that should just stay on a computer um, besieged. You know, it's an interesting thing, um, because I do think you bring up a good point of like, Xbox has been going really hard with um, ports of like porting a lot of PC games straight to like native game pass, like console mm -hmm. game pass. And it, you know, like I, I think it's a lot of strategy there because like, I do think a lot of these games probably should and could probably stay on the PC if we're being honest. But like, I do think there is that because of the narrative of like, Hey, where are, are the games? Like you do kind of want to pad out that service as much as humanly possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you're liking Planet of Lana, though. I do. I, I, I do. I think this is I, I for me, like, surprisingly, I'm not a puzzle game guy. Like, that yeah. was one of the reasons why I was distracted, like, turned off of um Breath, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. But like this type of puzzle game is very cinematic. It's like mm. it's very cinematic. It's also very linear in the sense to where, like, I know what you're trying to get me to do. I also can like. I know the stealth mechanic that that I need to implement here. I also like I the story here feels like almost like that. It was more like, I don't want to say like a triple A or anything like that, because Zelda's mm -hmm. a triple A experience. But like it feels like the story was more of an emphasis than it does mm -hmm. in Tears of the Kingdom, whereas Tears of the Kingdom, it's like live your life free roam. It's almost like Skyrim, so to speak, you know, yeah. like live your yeah. life free roam. We're going to give you yeah. all the tools you can possibly want. Do whatever you want here. Yeah. It's like this is like hey we crafted we hired like an orchestra of, to do like the sound and score for this sound yeah. and score hey we hired like our animation it looks like it could be like on anybody's wallpaper right now like i you can look like i you can go to a non-gamer right now and just say like just not show them like a backdrop of hyrule right now and then show them a backdrop of, of planet of lana and they would think like oh planet of lana is like the new 
big big experience you know mm. like just how big bombastic and cinematic it looks it's like yeah i the and i'm not saying it's a better game by any means i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is is like i think like the things they emphasize here with like the whereas like the things they emphasize with zelda with their puzzles are slightly different enough that it attracts me as a gamer yeah yeah um would you have you played limbo at all this is very much like limbo. Okay. Uh, very I was going to ask like you that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, like I, should, I think, I mean, that's really good <laughs> advice too. like, let, let tears of the kingdom kind of just go out of my system first before playing this game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like, I don't want to make the comparisons between the two, but, uh, but I do want to give this game a go. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to play it at some point. I think this is a good like end of the year type of game. If I'm being honest, yeah, like yeah, I you I you know like you know how Horizon like as in Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn always has like yeah I, I'm the bachelor but not yet the bride treatment in video games where its release date almost like like harms it more than it does a good yeah like playing a Lalana really probably could have been best served in like November and such yeah. like that where like it's not necessarily another puzzle game that's like exactly you know just comparable enough to like tears of the kingdom and yeah. so like I feel like that's going to take it away but you know like I think this is a good game in its own right I think Xbox is needed a whether or not this will be a timed exclusive time time will tell. I don't know the details behind that, but Xbox is needed a game that feels like, oh, this is a exclusive to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass mm. for a little bit. Like, I know mm. we got Hi-Fi Rush. I know we got Pentiment. But like if you're doing things on smaller scales like this, I think you kind of need a cadence like of two to three months where you're constantly giving us a little drip feed. And uh, and mm. to be honest, like I I think this is a good strategy for Xbox. Give a, like you don't necessarily have to hit haymaker after haymaker to make impressions. If you kind of like you like just like how like a lot of people are frustrated with Xbox's first party issues and calling it a death by a thousand cuts like that. Like <laughs> Xbox, yeah, like Xbox is like doing uh doing us like a death uh, like uh, like the other way around. Like they're giving you smaller, smaller, smaller like band aids to put over each cut, and this is yeah. like one of those that I kind of like. I like this. I like games like this. And I, this makes me want a star Wars game with this kind of art style. Mm, like that's how much I like it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you know that this game was supposed to come out last year and it got, delayed. was it? Mm -hmm. Oh man, this game would have feasted was, last year. It was supposed to come at the end of last year. It was supposed to come oh, out that might've been year. rough though. And, and, and then it got delayed and, and that's an interesting, and maybe that's a topic for a future podcast of like, how like what happens when a game de gets delayed and now you're up against like a powerhouse like let's face it legend of zelda right like nobody wants to re release a game around legend of zelda time the same thing with movies <laughs> nobody wants to release a movie when a marvel movie is coming out because like that's mm -hmm. hard to compete against right so um yeah that's, that's a good topic we should talk about in the future we should jot that down like how like release like when a game gets delayed how do we like how do we feel like uh, delaying it to the point where it's like not competing against like big games at the same time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else, anything else you've been playing on game pass? Not, not necessarily playing a lot of, by the way, full disclosure, everybody, I was provided a review code for that oh, okay, one. So okay. like, I, so are yeah, we, I, so <laughs> to yeah. be fair, to be fair. So were we, so. Yeah. I always want to throw that disclaimer out there. Just, you know, <laughs> 
So yeah, that that's one of those to where I'm like, I do want to be fully transparent with that Whisper by the Review Code. But you know, yeah. like it's on Game Pass as well. Yes. Like definitely, people yes. should definitely check it out after yeah. you get Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild out of your system, though. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, do we want to move to our hot topic this week? Yeah, yeah. Roger, what is the topic of the show for this week? Um, so the topic that that. Uh, I mean, you're really good. I ask, I always I reach out to you. I'm like, what is our topic going to be? Like, what what should we talk about? And you're like, here's 10, 10 things to choose from. <laughs> and you give me like 10 topics to choose from. And then I'm like, well, I'm over uh, I'm overindulged with too many uh, topics. I don't know what to do. And like, no. <laughs> uh, uh, the question that we had was, um, does the Xbox need a dedicated handheld system? And I think, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong of why you, you thought, about this question but like we saw in the showcase event where playstation came out with this handheld something uh that will be able to stream game pass i mean at game pass uh uh playstation 5 games right um Mm -hmm. and the question then is like does does xbox need to have a dedicated handheld and um i'm gonna take i think it's interesting because we talked a little bit about this before the show um and we we're going to take opposite sides on this one. I, I'm I'm going to say no to this. I don't think they do need to have a dedicated handheld. And I don't know if you want to hear my points first and then counterpoint or what no, you want on. to do. But um, sure. So I'll 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 start off by. Um, so first of all, I'll just start saying by like the fact that the market saturation, like there is way too many handhelds right now and they, they can't compete. They cannot compete with I shouldn't say too many handhelds. Um, we have we have Steam Deck and we have mm-hmm. the Switch, um, two really strong contenders in that market. And I don't I think it would be foolish for an inte- uh, for Sony, uh, pff, sorry Sony too, uh, for for Microsoft to think that they can compete for that for that market. I I, I don't think I don't think they could. Um, so why 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 focus on that when their strategy could be again on on game pass right and i think they should continue to strategize on that um the other thing is the fact that mobile gaming is so popular right now too um instead of coming with their own hand, handheld right like microsoft could be like hey let's partnership and then we already seen this with tvs with samsung and other things right like partner with phones uh, and bring Game Pass to the phones instead of building a separate dedicated system. Tap into the tap into the resources that are already there. Make partnerships, and that's what we've seen with Microsoft. Like they like to make partnerships, right? Let them make the partnerships, and then bring their product, uh, specifically Game Pass, to the smartphones. Um, and kind of along the same same yes there you go yes they're already doing it they're already already doing it they're already doing it they're already doing it uh along the same lines too we have uh cloud gaming right like cloud Mm -hmm. gaming for microsoft is so good we talked about this last week like how much we love the fact that we can we can play on the cloud and the games on our consoles but it's not just the consoles you can play cloud gaming on your uh mobile devices right like Tablets, um, laptops, tablets, in- laptops, or anything, right? Like, again, uh, why dedicate resources to something when you already have resources dedicated to the cloud and such? Um, and 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 I mean that kind of goes to the resource allocation itself, right? Like, so if they were to dedicate resources to a handheld system, uh, it would take away from the things that 
they are looking to achieve, which is building a strong foundation around their cloud gaming, around Game Pass itself. Um, and there probably would be a concern that they might uh, spread themselves too thin. Um, and yeah, like why, 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 why put, why put focus on like basically reallocate resources to building a dedicated handheld system when those other things already exist. Right. So, so those are my reasons why I'm like, Xbox doesn't need to have Microsoft doesn't need to focus on handheld, uh, dedicated handhelds, but I'd love to hear what you have to say, Sebastian. I, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, I'm fully prepared to concede my argument because I do think you're right. You know, I do think you're right. And you're like, I'm done. No, <laughs> no, no. I was just like, you're absolutely right. But the the, the thing I will say is like, I, I, I concede to to it um, 90% of the way, because I do think like the, the 10 that I, uh, like the 10% of me, like, thinks that they should focus on handhelds, but you're right. They should um, do partnerships. Like just kind of yeah. like what we're seeing with the, uh, I don't know if you saw that the new ROG ally, the new um, uh, switch competitor, not switch competitor, but yeah. like the new the steam, steam deck, deck competitor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that, they were actually there during the ROG ally showcase. Like they had mm. Microsoft representatives like talking to people on that. Like the fact put, they are putting native, a native game pass app on it. Like, so that yeah. shows me they're, they're trying to support like the, the infrastructure of like not only cloud, but like the handheld markets and, and trying to get game pass on like all the devices that they possibly can. I like that. I like, that's the move I want them to make. I don't necessarily need a dedicated handheld called like the Xbox go. I don't, I don't need yeah. that, but yeah. like, I yeah. do think. I do think you need though to work on the new work on that app. I do think like you need to get it on as many devices as possible because while I think they're yeah. doing a good job of it, like it's ridiculous that Steam you have to have uh, like with um the Steam Deck you have to have like that insanely complicated workaround of like yeah. oh I have to install Windows or like oh I have to go through I have to like I can play it via the cloud but I have to go through my web browser and all that kind of yeah. stuff like it should be a dedicated app and and yeah. that's why and even with the Logitech D cloud like it's a dedicated app with that the G cloud device it's yeah. like that's that's where I feel like if they wanted to because they're also a multi-billion dollar company if they, if they wanted to really just flex and like say like hey we have the resources and tools like we don't have to necessarily like we can put out an Xbox cloud, like an Xbox um, Series Y, so so to speak, and and that just be a cloud only device that basically does. It's just your Game Pass device on the go. Yeah. You can do streaming, and like we also can like do another partnership to where we can partner with T-Mobile, or we can partner with Verizon to where you can have like a a um, satellite chip in it to where like you can play it, not necessarily needing Wi-Fi and different things like that. It's just like. They are the people like the only reason why I would just argue for is like they can take it to where like to another place to where they have very specific parameters in place for like this is the best place you can possibly play mm -hmm. Xbox Game Pass on the go. Like whereas on the phone, like I, you know, like you can play it on the phone. It's just, yeah, it kind of stinks because like you, what if you get a text? What if you get a call? You know, like there's always an interruption. It doesn't feel like a dedicated handheld, even when yeah. you put like a backbone on it or a kishi on it. It's just yeah. like 
there's that on the steam deck the battery life's a problem and then you also have to find workarounds on it like you know like it's just it there's not like a streamlined 100 this is the great this is like a a great solution without a caveat problem mm-hmm. out there and microsoft mm-hmm. has the resources to make make one of those you know yeah no i think you make a really good point though with that uh because when you when you tap into partnering with like any any other company right you're not gonna make the dedicated handheld you're going to tap work with like samsung or t-mobile or whatever Mm -hmm. right whatever whatever companies uh either t-mobile from a structure (laughs) standpoint or or the samsung from a from a mobile standpoint the the devices standpoint if your product does not uh play well on those systems right yeah no point then right (laughs) right i mean and and then who's to blame right like is the product bad because samsung's product couldn't handle the game pass or is it bad because game pass didn't optimize it best for that, that, you know, that device. Right. So, but it doesn't matter in the eyes of the gamer. Like they, they probably, it probably leaves them a bad taste in their mouth and say, I'm not, I don't want to play mobile gaming uh, because it just doesn't exactly. work very well. Uh, but if you have a dedicated handheld, right. If you had a dedicated handle, this, this is why I play more console games and pc games too because then i know things have changed a lot since uh when i was younger with playing pc but like i know if i put a game in a console it's gonna work like i know that right mm-hmm. um with pc it's always like well i'm not sure if it's gonna work because i don't know if i have the minimal requirements blah 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 blah. um and same thing could be happening in the mobile world too right like i don't know if it's gonna be able to handle uh the the game pass app natively or even non-natively uh, through the cloud, um, because I'm not sure if my device can handle that, right? And and then it's is it is it a problem with the device? Uh, so I blame that, or do I blame Microsoft for not not supporting my device? I don't know. It's an interesting it's an interesting um, conversation for sure. Um, and I'm, the other thing, I'm I, gonna be honest with you. It's like uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, I'm like, we we talked about like, I, I believe on either this show or the Gamerhead show, it's like, um, like, you know, like you can play it on a tablet and such like that, you know, like mm-hmm. Amazon selling these like fire tablets yeah. for like 40 bucks and th- yeah. like 35 and 40 bucks. They're just like LED screens at this point, yeah. like that are like almost inexpensive. Like they just yeah. produce these things so massively, like if they if like xbox wanted to they could just take one of those cheap lcd screens like that almost like the fire tablet throw in like just like playstation throw in a controller that basically attaches on both sides of it and for them it's like that's a tax write-off you know like yeah i'm like i don't think it would be like the big allocation of resources Uh, like the r&d programs would probably be like you know like this is our playstation vr and we don't necessarily have to support it like playstation vr has to like support it like oh for this like you can just put this out there and let the chips fall where they may you know yeah yeah uh the other thing that you said about the steam deck and how like it's kind of alluded of how you can get game pass on the steam deck i mean i think i think that was by design right because Mm -hmm. steam deck they don't want you playing game pass games they want you to play you know their their games on uh from 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 steam right they want you to play their your your games in your steam library and then buy games to that so uh the workaround i think was somebody was like cool did you know you could do this right um 
but it wasn't it wasn't designed to do that right where mm. i think you're right i mean if they decided to just like hey let's just put a bunch of screens together that can run cloud gaming right like that's not that hard to do and like put a controller put like a backbone controller on it there you go like we got our handheld device um i didn't get to see enough about playstation's handheld device i i, I understand it just the idea is that you can play your ps5 mobily right like basically via that's it via stream um but doesn't it doesn't it's not like the so that like the vita was you could play uh, Vita games, but then you could also play your PlayStation 4 via the Vita. Yeah. Didn't didn't work for me. But th- this is not going to play any games besides just the streaming of the PlayStation 5 games, right? You are absolutely correct. This isn't okay. playing native games um, on the console. This is absolutely, you're streaming 100%. Whatever's on your PS5 is what you're yeah. going to be playing at the time. Yeah. So there's that. And it's just like, you know, the I will say one of the cool aspects about um all this is like Whatever's on your PS5, you can play at the time, but it's also like you could stuff that PS4. Like it, it's it lets you access your PS5. So I'm like, yeah. if your PS5 also has PlayStation Plus extra, I'd imagine you're able to stream those as well. So like, yeah, it it, it becomes PlayStation's answer to like you know a lot of the things that you know like what people were talking about is like I don't necessarily know if I like my PlayStation app on my phone. You know, like that that it's sort of like they can have their cake and eat too but i will say like the price point is going to be very compelling for that device because if it's anything more than 900 like a hundred dollars i mean like 999 it's like i don't necessarily know where the market is for that for Mm -hmm. an expensive version of that and then right they also have dual sense features on that device i'm like that seems like that's going to add a lot to that cost because the dual sense controller by itself is already 70 dollars yeah yeah i i I would suspect that's going to come out to be like 150 200 for that for that thing and and then at that point again i think that would be a win for microsoft it's like you could buy that or you could play it on your phone right now (laughs) right and play game pass games like yeah i It'll be interesting. I, they didn't say a price point, right? When they launched. No, it they on. haven't said okay. a price point. They haven't okay. even said a date. So no. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, th- I it, can see this argument to you though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good, it was a good argument. We should ask our listeners, <laughs> listeners, I guess, what are your thoughts? If you think that Xbox needs to have a dedicated handheld uh, system, you can, uh, you can send either Sebastian or myself and, uh, and a, dm and twitter so like sebastian what's your what's your twitter handle you can find me sebastian at pnr on, on twitter what about you roger you can find me uh <laughs> at nintendo raj yes i know a nintendo handle <laughs> i know i know it's, it's playoff dogs, right but um mm-hmm. uh but yes you can find me on twitter there and you can send us a, a direct message and or tweet us right and just say hey this is what i think and we will read your thoughts on the air so yeah yeah, so I'm going to ask you no, go ahead. question before we yeah, move yeah. on to the, yeah. the, the final topic of the show. And that's like, do you think, how much would you really be willing to pay for a handheld in today's society? Like, if if, if this game also like paid, played games natively, or mm-hmm. let's say like Xbox put one out and it wasn't just a streaming device. It was like, it played games natively and it also streamed. How much would you willing to be, how much would you willing to pay for that? Uh, I wouldn't pay more than 350 bucks. Okay. okay. And only, uh, I, yeah, I was just that, curious. I put that price point out there uh, oh. 
because of the OLED system, right? Like I'm like, I could probably play a lot of those games on my Switch. So why would I go and buy a dedicated handheld uh, for uh, Microsoft when a lot of those games I'll probably be playing would be on my Switch anyway? Um, I think if they would do something like that, it would have to be cross-platform, right? That they can, your saves would transfer across platform. Um, that makes sense. What if they said it, it had the same power as the Xbox Series S? That would be crazy. I'd be like, you're <laughs> insane. You're insane. I think, I think, I think there could be a market for it if it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think if if the if it was set up where you knew it could play Game Pass games really well, right, and you could also access your lab library of all your digital games besides just the Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. You can access your digital games as well. Any games that you have on the Xbox, you can play on there. Um, and it had a good control schemes. I think they could probably do it. And I think, I don't know, $350 still seems like a lot, especially when it's, you can get that a... That seems like a lot, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What is, what is a Series S right now? 200 Yeah, it's 200 exactly. I, 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 I take that back. I think you had to sell it for like 150 bucks. I I think 150 or even just match the 200 price, and that way people can yeah. choose between like the yeah. S and the Project Y and such like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? You know, I Jeez. think I you know I I think oh man, I don't know. Like it's they'd have to make a very compelling like reason to me. Like if you said hey, like there's we're releasing a console, it has the same power as the Xbox Series and like S, and it comes with maybe like. Maybe like 1080p guaranteed, 60 FPS guaranteed, and Wi-Fi. Uh, like, and maybe like maybe it maybe OLED OLED screen. I think you would convince a lot of people because I'm like you start hitting on to the points where Nintendo's missing out on. Sure, they have an OLED screen with like the OLED Switch, but like a lot of their games haven't been running super well. <laughs> if I'm being honest, and you also have like you also have quick load times and quick resume. Imagine if you had quick resume on a handheld. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, oh, that, w- that would be cool. That would be cool. Oh, um, I'm convincing myself I want it more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, I, I derailed us a little bit. What no, is, no, 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 like no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, did you want to do the last, the last uh, thing where we're going to have destiny decide uh, how we're going to yeah, game sure. we're playing next? All right. So everyone, we're, you know, normally in our, and like long history of four episodes we've been having each other uh, choose our gaming um our destiny so to speak of like roger chooses a game for me i choose one for him and then we report back and you you kind of you heard all four episodes you know the rigmarole here but we're changing it up this week we're going to have our will of destiny i have here on my screen to the to the mosey over here like over here and we're going to let it choose our destiny and Wherever the troops fall, they just fall. And, you know, I just, I'm curious, Roger, is there any game that you don't want to, to fall on? Uh, no, not really. I guess let the chips fall where they fall. Do you want to share your screen? Can Hold you on, share your let screen? Me, let me see. Because let me see if this was connected. Because this might be on my separate computer here. Okay. Yeah, this is on a separate computer. Give me one second. Let me see. Fucking okay. Next week I'll have all this set up. By the way, <laughs> um, I have a little like mini PC over here that I had 
on that screen. Um, yeah, we'll do that next week. And but that's I fine. will. How I will dare you off. not be prepared? Yeah, for something I know, that threw you over about four. <laughs> no, man, I, I should have been prepared for better homework. I know I should. <laughs> a pop quiz, uh, like Roger's giving me a pop quiz this week. All right, so Xbox, Xbox Will of Destiny. Where are you going to land us today? Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops? Oh, okay. Okay. It is slowing down, Roger. It's slowing down. Okay, I was gonna say a, I thought you were gonna be like, a, okay, well that's that's not what we're gonna do. <laughs> no, it, it's a lot of games on this like Wheel of Destiny, by the way. So I'm I'm very curious. You know, um slowing down it's like okay, let me zoom in because there's so many games, you know, like uh, how we you have, have, we have a minute chart. and a half left here, Sebastian. What's going uh, on? <laughs> okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My bad. Um, I'm right, joking. So, I'm totally joking. Okay. Our game for this week is Dishonored. Oh, okay. I haven't played it. So you haven't played Dishonored? No. Oh, I've only played the first one. Um, well, I've only played the first one and maybe the first mission of the second one. But, you know, I I liked it. I didn't necessarily love it at the time. But at that time, I was also playing Batman, which is another stealth game, like ah, a like yes. stealth heavy game at that time. So I yes, think I was having yes. too much, too much of the same kind of cake at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dishonored, though. I think that's a good one. OK, how do you feel about uh, it? Uh, I'm excited to play it. I heard good things. So the the needle la- almost landed on Battle Toads. Oh, the new one. <laughs> yeah, the new Battle Toads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard. So we might have gotten off lucky, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so a little bit. Okay. Okay. We'll report back to y'all and tell y'all if this <laughs> will it needs to be just burned at the stake or if we're gonna try again next week. Oh, All right, yes. Roger, where can the good people find you, man? Yeah, so uh you can find me on Twitter at Nintendo Raj. You can also find me uh on uh the internet at gamerheadspodcast.com. Um where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at the pronoreport.com or, you know, at the Twitter, the social medias at Sebastian, S, uh, like NPR. Uh, well, I say NPR. NPR. Yeah, NPR. NPR. Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm moving up in the world. I'm moving up in the world. No, you can find me at PNR, at, you know, Sebastian <laughs> PNR. But like, um, yeah, you can find me there. You can also hit us up at the contact info on the episode description below. In the meanwhile, though, I've been Sebastian. That's been Roger. We've been we're all going to be playing good games. And he's going to be playing more Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to jump back on Jedi Survivor. And we're out. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.